My car has been on a diet for quite some time because of the good old gas prices that continues to hound this country. And the fun part about all this is that there are many potential solutions to this issue, but one side of the aisle does not want these solutions to actually happen. Because the MAGA party, as they've become, they enjoy presenting problems. They enjoy displaying issues that are occurring, but they never have any solutions. They've complained that the economy is in tatters. Cool. What's your solution? They've complained about the gas prices. Cool. What is the solution of the Republican base? Can anybody honestly tell me what is the solution of the Republican base? There is none. They don't have any. They don't have any plans. They don't have any ideas. Notice all they're battling lately is not about the economy. It's not about, you know, unemployment, about the wages, about the lack of money to the middle and lower class. All they're battling is all this culture war nonsense. They're fighting over the movie Lightyear because there's a kiss, you know, from a same-sex couple. They were fighting over, you know, a drag show because there were some kids in it. They were fighting over, of course, abortion because Roe versus Wade is a thing right now that's, you know, the inevitable is going to happen. All their fighting, all their energy has been focused on everything except the actual problems themselves. And the, the other thing is, if we were to present solutions, they're just going to say no to all of them. They are the pickiest pricks in this country. So let's go through all these potential solutions for the gas problem, right? Solution number one, Biden can easily sign an executive order and be like, listen, here's the deal, Jack. We're just going to cap these prices at $4.05. You cannot go any higher unless you are going to pay severe taxes. Biden could sign something like that, but what's going to happen? That's going to end up in the courts so fast because the opposition will be like, Biden can't do that. He can't do that. Free market. Him capping the prices, him controlling the prices, that sounds like socialism. So, he can't do that. The second option, and this actually passed in the House, even though it'll probably die in the Senate, is that there's a price gouging bill that pretty much forces the oil companies to reconsider these outlandish prices as they publicly announce that they're making record profits in the you know recent quarters. But that one's also going to die because they'll be like, no, the prices is not because they're setting them too high. It's because free market and you didn't allow the Keystone Pipeline and this other pipeline and this other pipeline that won't actually solve the problem, but it's you didn't allow them, so therefore it's your fault. So the Senate's probably going to kill it. The Senate will complain that these pipelines are not available and Biden has cut back on production and therefore that's why the prices are high, even though that is not re- true. But the truth doesn't matter to the opposition and they will gladly block this bill too. Solution number two, gone. And the third solution is Biden can just go to the gas companies directly and be like, here's the deal, Jack. 
you guys are going to continue to screw over the American people, we're just going to nationalize gasoline in the United States. I could not create the sounds of terror that would come from the Fox News host if he were to ever publicly say those things out loud. Because nationalizing the gasoline, that's going to trigger some of the most inhumane noises from the opposition. I can't even imitate it. But you know the shrieking that will happen if that is even flirted with. If that idea is even pondered by this current administration. But the opposition has no solution. What is the solution? To them, they want these prices to stay all the way up all the way until November when the voting begins. Because that way, as you pay $40 to get from point A to point B, you're just going to be like, can't believe I paid this amount of money. And here's this ballot. I see some Ds that I'm not going to vote for. Ours it is. That's the strategy. It's hilarious because I have zero education with politics. I have zero experience in the political field, but I can tell you exactly what the plan is. And as would millions of people, I'm not, I'm not alone in this. I'm not saying that, oh, I'm the genius and nobody else has figured it out. A lot of people have figured it out. This is clear as day, the strategy. And yet, for whatever reason, this administration is still scared of all the optics. Why? They're just going to continue to thrash you. This is what they do. This is who they are. I remember the 2020 primaries, even though I still have nightmares about it, when people were saying, well, we cannot have Bernie Sanders as the representative of the Democratic Party because the Republicans will easily counter with, you have a socialist, you have a communist who is representing the Democrats and we can't have that. We cannot become Venezuela. We cannot become Cuba, Russia. And what happened when Biden won the nomination? We cannot have socialism. We cannot have communism. We cannot be Cuba or Russia. The exact same strategy. And the funniest thing is Biden lost Florida. The one state where that strategy worked. And Biden is as far away from socialism as you can imagine. Yet that is, the, that is this exact same playbook. So at the very least... You should have just put Bernie out there because they were going to scream the same thing. Except the difference is, Bernie would have canceled the student loans on day one. But that's, that's, that's another conversation. So yeah, like, as I have said, this has been the revolving theme on all these episodes where I get a little more serious on these conversations. Is that this administration has done a lot of dumb things dumb, dumb things. A lot of stupid things. But 55 to 60% of this stuff is not their fault. The gas prices were going to go up regardless. Probably not as high, 
But they were going to go up regardless because the last two years you've had these corporations that are used to a certain set of profits not meet them because, of course, the world ended, the economy crashed, pandemic killed hundreds and thousands of people here. So, of course, the numbers are not going to be as high and they want those margins again. And they'll do anything that they'll possible, anything within the legal and illegal possibilities in order to make this happen. That's precisely what's going on. This is why prices are skyrocketing everywhere, because these companies want to revert back to those numbers before the pandemic, before it all completely went to shit, and they do not care about, they don't care about the people, they don't care about their customers, because they can get away with it, because we've had way too many maggots, way too many Republicans that will defend them in the White House, that will defend them to a T and won't do anything about it no matter how bad it gets. I have not pointed out, I could not point out a single Republican politician who has said, hey, these oil companies are going too far. They are, They would never, they're never going to, they're never going to turn against their corporate sponsors. They'll turn their backs on the American people. They'll turn their backs on the voters, but they're not going to turn their backs on their sponsors. And they will defend those sponsors before they defend the country. They'll defend those sponsors before they defend the people. They'll defend those sponsors in front of God himself when they when their time is up and they get to meet their maker. They'll defend them there too. And that is why we are where we are. For as long as they continue having this 50-50 power, which exists because Mansion is a piece of shit and cinema deserves to be thrown out of the White House, we don't have the Dems on paper have the advantage, but they don't really have the advantage. With the way everything is structurally set up, they don't really have the power to do much of anything for as long as the opposition refuses to participate and actually try to come up with something. Look how long it's taken for us to figure a way to pass a single gun bill. It might actually happen in the coming weeks. And maybe by the time you listen to this, it's already happened. But it took years. It took multiple shootings. It took dozens of children's dozens of children dying in schools in order for it to happen. I don't know how high gas prices have to be before the opposition finally says, all right, we might have to do something. It's going to be $8 a gallon. Will they finally do something then? Will it be $9 a gallon before they do something? I'm not sure. What I do know is my car will not be running on a full tank of gas anytime soon. It's not going to happen. The other solution I forgot to mention, of course, I brought it up in the previous tirade that I had, but Venezuela has the largest oil reserves in the world. So imagine the reaction if Biden were to go to Venezuela and be like, let's work out a deal. Let's figure this out. The opposition, even though they won't be as furious as they would be if we threatened to nationalize gas here, they would nonetheless be all over, you know, the right-wing media news and be like, 
cannot believe the Americans can't believe the Biden administration is working with commies in order to help the gas problem. We can do it ourselves. Something like that. It sucks because, as I've said, richest country in the world. Listen to this. Listen to all this money. Richest country in the world can afford to solve these problems and they cannot. They won't. Because the people we've put in power continues to just think about themselves. But here's the kicker. The kicker is, like, I'm not one, like, yeah, gas prices are high. But you got to remember the big picture. And this is the part that, that people tend to forget. The big picture is the main primary reason why the prices are so high is because... One of the largest economies in the entire world, the largest landmass country in the entire world, has decided to invade this smaller, you know, innocent country who did nothing wrong. Ukraine did not do anything to Russia except exist. And Russia, led by Putin, cannot handle the fact that no matter how strong they have become since the fall of the USSR, they are still not the USSR. And Putin cannot handle it. That is the primary reason why gas prices are so high. This is a global issue. That is the big picture. This is the picture that none of the opposition wants to paint because then it would explain the problem. But if you don't show the big picture, it allows you to blame whoever you want to justify your actions, to justify your words, to justify your fictional story. The big picture is... I will gladly pay a couple more dollars per gallon if it means us sticking it to Russia for as long as possible, for as long as this dumb invasion continues. The goal is to try to bring to bleed them dry. The goal is for this conflict to end and allow Ukraine to be free. That should be the primary message. But there's too much bickering too much political shenanigans in order for there to be any actual unification. And there was some unification for a little bit. But it wasn't that close to the midterms. Now that we're a few months away and we're in the primaries and the midterms are around the corner, all of a sudden that Ukraine story just drifted away. And now, we're gonna bitch about the gallons and gallons of gas and how much it cost. All the way up until November. The strategy is clear as day. And it's time that the people in power right now, you know, dig their feet in and start looking for solutions and let the reactions go off. You know, damn them. Do whatever has to be done. I don't care. Figure some unorthodox solutions. Go around the corner. Throw in some executive orders. But something's got to be done. If you truly want this fixed, you cannot depend on them anymore. Why? Because it's midterm season. And those gas prices are their advantage. But my solution to all of you is simple. Plan your trips better. Be smarter about how, about how you're getting from point A to point B. 
And also figure out a way to invest in public transportation because that is the true solution. At the end of the day, this is just evidence that we need better public transportation in this country, period. This is this is one of the consequences of not having that. New York City, please fix your subways. Orlando, I mean, the state of Florida, please figure out a way to make sure that that bright line becomes a reality. Yeah. For those of you who do not know, there is a wild, wild controversy happening in the golf world as a series of golfers are getting kicked out of the PGA Tour or quitting the PGA Tour altogether in order to play in Saudi Arabia for the Saudis. Uh, I guess rich Saudis. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the whole nation or it's the whole population, but a bunch of rich people in the Middle East are offering goblets of money for these golfers to go overseas and play over for them as opposed to sticking with the PGA Tour. And in order to be in the PGA Tour, in order to continue being a member, you are not allowed to play in those events that are not sanctioned by this golf community. Technically, 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 um, they consider these golfers as kind of like independent contractors. They don't have a set contract within the PGA Tour. Their money relies on their performances on these golf events. While the Saudi Arabia side... They're basically paying them before they even compete and they have the chance to earn more money. So, of course, some of the golfers that are not as successful are taking the money and running, while others that are way more successful are strangely taking the money even though they've already earned their fair share of cash in the United States. The controversy is actually a both sides kind of thing as it's both sides of the political spectrum. It's a wide variety of people that are criticizing these golfers saying, how dare you be taking the Saudi money? How dare you be taking the blood money? Let me try another accent. How dare you be taking this money? How dare you defy the PGA Tour? A long-standing American tradition. How dare you? I, I don't know. I'm running. I might have accents. But I find it fascinating that this is the angle we're going with, considering just how much attachment to bad people, bad places, and bad money there is within the capitalist society that we live in. Nike has a strong relationship with the PGA Tour. I don't hear any criticisms of Nike, even though their largest market is China, and even though the shoes are coming from China at ridiculously low prices, might I add. There is a history of the sweatshops in China. There is a history of child labor in China that eventually makes the products that we enjoy here in the United States. But that is a separate subject. In capitalism, in American capitalism, there is no way to avoid being a hypocrite. There's just no way. It sucks and... This is part of the reason why I've always jokingly, half-jokingly said it's significantly easier being a Republican than it is being a Democrat because the Democrats are always 
you know, about the morality of things, while the Republicans can easily counter with, well, what about this, what about this, what about this, what about this? And here's the thing, they're not entirely wrong. They're not really wrong. So when the thing happened about China, right, where one of the GMs was posting about the the Uyghurs in China, and LeBron James was like, oh, we shouldn't be talking about things we know nothing about, well... That's you showing. That's you defending China, and then a little bit later, LeBron will say Black Lives Matter, and then the Republicans will be like, "Well, what about the people in China?" And that's the thing; they're not entirely wrong. They're doing it for all the wrong reasons. They're making these arguments for all the wrong reasons, but they're not wrong because how can you not want to say something about the atrocities happening in China, but you're willing to say something about the atrocities happening in the United States, which both things are true. But you can't avoid one and then say the other because, of course, the opposition will call you a hypocrite. And it is exactly what's happening with the golf scenario here. How can you get mad at them for taking the blood money while you make deals with companies that also have sketchy backgrounds? How how can you how you cannot do both? You cannot be okay with Nike and not be okay with them taking the money from Saudi Arabia. You can't. But that's that's the conundrum that we face as we're trying to be better as a country morally while we're still trying to make our money <laughs> while dealing with unmoral countries. There's just a fascinating it's a fascinating scenario that we have here. Because people that are making these uh, criticisms are being hypocrites, even if they're criticizing for the right reasons. So what's the solution to this? The solution is you got to improve your things stateside before you start criticizing things overseas. You cannot continue operating like normal and then expect to be able to make a point when you're talking about, you know, countries like Iran, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia, and Russia, and China. You can't do that. That is the, that's the conundrum that you have to defeat. So how do we do that? Well, <laughs> it starts with the Germany technique. Germany is famous for producing their own stuff and then buying from within their own people. The United States does not do that because if Apple were to start making products in the United States in American factories, the end result will be that the phones will be significantly costlier. And Apple will claim it's because, well, it costs more money to employ these people, we have to pay them more money, and the supplies within the United States cost more. So therefore, the price of the phones go up. That is their argument. It is a slightly valid argument, even if it's a stupid argument, because your goal should be to make products that isn't produced with blood money, isn't produced with child labor. But at the end of the day, Apple will never, ever, ever suddenly convert all their factories to the United States. It's just not going to happen unless people are willing to pay a little bit more for their phones. It just won't happen. There are products in countries that we should not be getting along with that we need. So therefore, we have to make deals with companies and with countries that we don't want to make deals with. But until the United States becomes its best producer of all the essential goods and services, this will always be the case. We will always end up having to make deals with countries we do not agree with, countries with terrible backgrounds, terrible histories, and terrible ongoing things 
And these things will continue until A, we stop being as much of a consumeristic society. B, we start producing all of our own things and set things at reasonable prices. C, these companies will continue making products but are willing to slash some of their profits and are willing to pay some of their higher ups less and less. These things, as of now, probably in my lifetime, not happening in the next lifetime, these things are not going to happen until there is a completely different cultural shift in the way we viewpoint what we buy, what we consume, and what we create. I know I've branched this out way beyond the simple golf controversy, but my point is, for as long as we participate in our capitalistic society the way that we do, we're going to be hypocrites if we criticize others that, that decides to go overseas and takes overseas money, right? Poor Brittany Grimer, right? Who's out in Russia. She's being used as a pawn. She probably didn't even have that, um, have the stuff in the luggage. They probably just put it in there and needed an excuse to arrest her and send her to jail unless the United States makes a deal with Russia, right? And there were people criticizing you know, her and other players, like, what are you doing playing in Russia, taking Russian money? Well, WNBA players do not make enough money in the United States, and they want to make more money so they can retire happily, retire with lots of money that they can spend without worrying about running out. So therefore, some people will take the money in Russia. Russia pays their players better than the United States, which is weird considering that Russia is a communist society and everybody's broke because of communism. Yet, Grimer is making a million dollars in Russia playing basketball. That does not happen here in the States. So yeah, everyone shut up about the controversy with the Saudis. Stop it, alright? We're making deals with the Saudis in terms of the oil scenario. We shouldn't be. But we are. So how is it okay that the political giants above us can make deals with these terrible countries? Let me rephrase that. How is it that we can make deals with the terrible people running these countries if we... How can we let that happen, but we can't let golfers go overseas to make more money? Why is that? And like I said... There is no such thing as a valid point until you can fix everything within you, within your system, within your company, and then you can criticize. So Mickelson, if you want to play out there, go right ahead. McEnroy or whoever, (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going to start naming random last names. If Smith wants to go there, go for it. If Josie wants to go there, go for it. If Teal Roy wants to go there, go for it. I'm just going to start saying random last names and hopefully they are the names of golfers. (laughs) There's no research on these things. That's, That's the point of these things. These are uncut and unedited. I didn't do research. My point is... I'm not going to criticize these people for taking money overseas. It doesn't make sense to do. It doesn't make sense to be mad at them when we operate with all with all types of con- with companies that that makes their decisions overseas mostly. That's all. Take the money and run, guys. Take the money and run. Like that Chilean person who accidentally got paid a hundred sixty thousand dollars. 
when he was only supposed to get like $500 and like the company asked for the money back and he just disappeared. Take the money and run. It is what it is. None of these companies are actually moral. Large companies 99 times out of 100 are not really moral. For every Ben and Jerry, there are 15 Nikes. I'm just saying. Take the money and run, guys. If you believe that you deserve better pay, then take the money. Build your future. And that's that. And maybe then you can use this blood money and turn it into something more pure. That's all.